Today's episode of InVibe Life Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You can choose, even in the midst of great pain, to expand and open your heart. And that is the transition zone, I think, where we have an incredible opportunity. And if we happen to be lucky enough to have good friends or great teachers or a guide or a great therapist uh, or even great books at that time, then when the door of our heart is starting to close, it's like, wait a minute, we prop it open and then we push and open that door up even wider. And I think those things in my life that have been more of the painful impetus ended up being a catalyst for me of something that was absolutely extraordinary and opening up the path in front of me. And now that's where I most love to meet people, clients, friends, just anything. I love to meet people in that space where they are at that fork in the road. Welcome to InVibe Live Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at invibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. We're grateful that you're here. Good morning and welcome to Nourish. I'm Amy Parker here with Cheryl Dunn and Kristen Armstrong and we are so excited you're joining us today. Cheryl and I have literally been counting down the days to this event. Thank you guys so much for being here and for bearing with us on the rescheduling after the historic snowstorm that hit Austin a week ago. We're glad you've joined us and we hope that you are setting an intention among others to take some time to nourish yourself, mind, body, and soul. As we were planning the events of today, we couldn't come up with a better person than Kristen Armstrong, who embodies everything that we're doing here, combining mind, body, and soul. So Kristen, will you tell us a little bit about your work and what you do and how you contribute to Tribeza and what you do on a daily basis? Sure. Well, I'm first of all, thank you for having me. That's such an honor to think that I represent these things. Um, I try to live my life that way. And I hope that that's reflected in my writing or my work as a therapist and all the various avenues in life. But I've been working for Trebeza since 2004 as a monthly columnist. So it's really fun to be involved in this event. And I think the magazine has taken an awesome direction in terms of wellness and incorporating all kinds of different aspects of our community. That's great. That's great. And you also work as a therapist as well. Yes. Right. right. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit, um, in the direction that you go with that? Well, it's a kind of been an interesting journey, which from this point makes kind of more sense looking backwards than it, it meant as it was going forwards. But, um, I've always been a writer 
And sometimes I say I've been a writer since I very first picked up a fat crayon because that's just one of the most natural, organic things that I do. And over time in my writing career, I would be in places where I was asked to speak or teach. And so the introvert in me would always have to rally to do something like that. And at the end, when I'd have an opportunity to meet some of the people there or have conversations with some of the people in the audience, that to me was a time where I felt like I love the connection one-on-one with people. And so people would tell me their stories. And as a writer, I love stories. I love listening to people's stories. I love the evolution of story and kind of how much um, power we have over our own pen as we craft our life story. So I decided that I wanted to delve more into that work, but being kind of more of the introvert or intellectual, I wanted more of a theoretical base for that. So I went back to school. And I did that at the time where all my kids were still living at home and in school. So we were all students at the same time. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, (laughs) it was. It was really fun. And um, so then that led to now I'm working in private practice and I'm still writing. That's always a great love. I will probably always be a student. I'll probably return to school from time to time or teach or however that unfolds. I love that. I I think that's something I can really resonate with. And my children have a hard time believing that when I tell them how awesome it is at this age to keep learning. And (laughs) they're like, really? I'm so tired. Yes. (laughs) So also you're a runner. Yes. And um, so I feel that this physical part of your life is a big piece of your healing process as well. Mm -hmm. So how has that journey helped you? Well, my journey as a runner began kind of just as a way of an efficient mode of getting back in shape after having babies or when I was traveling, it's easy. You don't need equipment or gym membership or anything. So it started off like that. But over time, I think it's taken on a deeper meaning for me. So if I'm running with a dear friend, then I feel like that's a great time of connection. And if I'm running by myself, it's also a great time of connection with myself, with nature, with God, universe. Um, That's a really special time for me. And maybe in the past five years or so, I've really deepened my meditation practice. And that has not been easy. I feel like I'm someone who the idea of sit quietly and quiet your mind, the thoughts in my mind, they run crazy, like stampede a Mustang. So Something about the the repetitive movement of running, it has almost turned into a moving meditation for me. And so when I get out there and I tune in, then my chatter over a few miles starts to get quieter and quieter. And finally, it's just my breath, my footfalls, um, just freedom. I love that. Clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talk about that often. She does. She's a big advocate. I'm a runner and I can't sit still. And Amy is, I would say, like this super meditator. She can meditate and sit still. I crave stillness. Cheryl craves movement. I crave movement at all times. And I crave both. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. But Mm -hmm. you can find them in both. And that's what I hope people find here today is there are many avenues to find wellness of mind, body, and soul. And it doesn't have to be a one-size-fits-all or a one formula for each person. In fact, I think it's the opposite. I think part of our journey here is for each of us to find what that balance is for ourselves 
and what works for ourselves. And so by taking advantage of days like today and the wealth of speakers we have at an event like this, you can kind of start to piece that together and figure out what works for you. And it sounds like you've clearly done that in your life. Have you seen it change through the course of your life? Very much so. Um, but I love what you said at the beginning about setting an intention for today. Yes. And I, I love it mm -hmm. when a yoga instructor does that. I love it when someone who's leading a meeting or a seminar does that. I think we need more of that in our lives. And so I think that's a cool idea for today. And I try to do that every morning. So that's part of a daily practice for me. I call it my morning workroom and it incorporates meditation. And, you know, after my time in the workroom, I'll usually go for a run or get some exercise. But during that time, uh, it's quiet, it's prayer, it's meditation, it's gratitude and intention and setting the intention for the day, not just in terms of what I want to do, but who I want to be, mm -hmm. how I want to show up that day, how I want to show up for my clients or my friends or my children, whatever that looks like, just how do I want to be in the world today? And I try to incorporate that practice every morning and it's been an incredible life-changing thing for me. And so we sent out a video a few days before the event asking everyone to set an intention for today, but maybe this is a time you can reflect upon it if you haven't yet done that. And also give yourself permission to let that change. During the day, don't don't view that as something that um, becomes static or that you judge yourself over if you don't fulfill it mm -hmm. or if something else pops up to you as the day goes on. That's true. And sometimes I change my intention when I'm changing the segment of my day. So if I have a change in clients or I'm in a shift from work mode into a social mode or something, I'll set an intention sure. for myself as I shift so that I can show up with all of me in that next space mm. because it's easy when we're not being intentional to be somewhat fragmented and then parts of us will show up. But I like it when I have the feeling that I'm arriving all of me in one place. So, well, that sounds like a good intention right there. Yes. Arriving all of me in one place. <laughs> yes, if any of you want to use that. that right? <laughs> it sounds so simple, but it's really, I mean, it's rare that we do it. So it is being rare. present. Right? Yeah, it's being present and being there. And um, something I feel like you don't master it. You, we work on it all the time. It's a right? practice. It's a practice. Mm -hmm. um, would you say, I've noticed in my life and other people that I've talked to um, or worked with, that there's usually a piece or an event in their life that creates this shift or this change. I know me personally, you know, there was a death in the family that created this piece of me that opened up. Yeah, to all of this mm -hmm. and realize that I needed this in my life. I needed to think about not just my physical body mm -hmm. to really, or, or compartmentalize them. My spiritual practices over here and my physical practices over here that I needed to stop putting them in different boxes and mm -hmm. really open the box and put them all together. Mm -hmm. So would you say you've ever had that experience in your life that maybe there was something that brought you to the realization that all of these things need to be together? I, I kind of, I talk with people about that and I call it the pizza versus paella. I oh. used to look at my life like that. Like here's my slice for this and here's work and here's fitness. And then everything kind of got mixed together and it was more like paella. So, um, all kinds of ingredients all mixed together 
more servings than you thought. And I kind of like that idea rather than being so compartmentalized or rigid. Um, So I, I agree with that, definitely. And yes, I mean, there have been different seasons in my life that have changed me in different ways, different things that have happened. I think I've always had a really strong spiritual faith-based foundation, but probably in the past maybe five years, a series of things happened, something one with one of my kids, one with a really close friendship that is gone and a relationship. And in each one of those instances, it was something that there was a choice point for me. When you have the feeling like, oh, you just want to crawl in bed and pull the covers up and or you want to close your heart and you're in this transition zone. And I think then that's when everyone has this incredible, empowering choice. You can either constrict and close your heart or you can choose even in the midst of great pain to expand and open your heart. And that is the transition zone, I think, where we have an incredible opportunity. And if we happen to be lucky enough to have good friends or great teachers or a guide or a great therapist uh, or even great books at that time, then when the door of our heart is starting to close, it's like, wait a minute, we prop it open and then we push and open that door up even wider. And I think those things in my life that have been more of the painful impetus ended up being a catalyst for me of something that was absolutely extraordinary and opening up the path in front of me. And now that's where I most love to meet people, clients, friends, just anything. I love to meet people in that space where they are at that fork in the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that one important message in that too is that everything is here to teach us something. Mm-hmm. It's whether we're willing to accept that fact and learn the lesson we're supposed to be learning, I think. Right. Yes, I agree with that. And I think the biggest lesson of all is knowing that no matter what happens to us, what tragedy, what trauma, anything, that there is absolutely nothing worth closing our hearts over. That's the ultimate Um, tragedy. And so anything other than that, if we can keep our hearts open, then anything's possible for us. That is beautiful. And that could be another intention for the day. Keeping our hearts open. open. I just think that that is really a big picture and part of the story. And, you know, that those cracks is where the light comes in. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's Mm -hmm. great. Um, So can you tell us a little bit more about your daily practice that you do. Amy and I do podcasts often and we talk about balance in people's lives. So on a daily basis, what do you do to find balance or bring you back to this feeling? Cause I know you're a mom and you work and you know, we also have that going mm-hmm. on in our lives. And sometimes when we get that busy, it's hard to find this place of peace and quiet or calm or balance mm-hmm. when the schedules have us running from one stop to the next. Yes, absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. And for me, that's why the morning is so essential Mm -hmm. because how I start my day determines how my day goes. So if I start out running late and trying to cannonball through the morning and out the door, the rest of my day feels like that. Like I'm always trying to catch it. And so I like to have that time in the morning, like the workroom, like I mentioned, where I have my practices each morning Um, And then for the work that I do, it's not like selling a product or something where you have your 
if your product is you and you are the vehicle of change and transformation and you're the one who has to show up, then the way you take care of yourself has to be impeccable. The way that you hold your energy, the way that you um, restore in between clients or in between meetings or whatever it is. So for me in the morning, that's where my meditation practice is essential because I have to be able to expand my energy and hold it. Not only that, but create space between myself and my client and hold it and whatever they bring, hold that. And to do it in a way where I can be in empathy and compassion, but without depleting myself. Right. So one of the things I, that's helped me a lot is um, kind of an invocation almost. So when I get ready to work, cause now I'm on zoom. So right. that creates another balance of home and, and work if you're yes. working from home. So it's a whole uh, added layer of opportunity. But so I go in and I have a candle and I, in the morning before I start and see my first client, I'll have an invocation for myself where I say, okay, this day is not relying upon my energy. It's me connecting with higher source of energy. And I think that's where healing comes from, mm. regardless of what your faith perspective may be. And so I light a candle and that's the representation for me of, okay, this is not about me. I am relying on something more than me. And so then I have my day and I see my clients and sometimes I'll have a little reset or break um, in between. And at the end of the day, when I finish, I blow out my candle and say, thank you. And I leave it because I know it's in better hands. And that to me is what allows me to move from one area of life to the other, because otherwise carrying the things that belong to others, yeah, that would not probably be very good for me. Yeah. I, I love uh, that. The importance of ritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. And not carrying other people's stuff because mm-hmm. I know working with people's individual bodies for so long mm-hmm. I, I've had, I would notice in the beginning years, I would take on their things. And so yeah. I had to have that ritual, that practice that I was there showing up, but not taking it with me, mm-hmm. you know, that helping them on their journey, but not taking it on. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. And I, I love that you brought up the zoom because <laughs> yes. here we are a year after COVID. Yes. And, um, you recently wrote about this, you know, quite a few times. Yeah. So tell us, you know, your perception on this past year, what your takeaways and how we manage that. I mean, it was a big time for the entire world, for the entire world. It created incredible change. And, you know, I never want to be so quick to shift into what were the blessings of this? Because I think Mm -hmm. there were countless because I also want to have the reverence for how much loss and pain that people have experienced and losing people or losing jobs or losing their normal life. It's been in a lot of ways, tragic. And at the same time, I feel like if you have eyes trained to look for it, you could see that there are some incredible blessings and opportunities. There are people who have done deeper, more inner work this past year than they would have ever had they been rushing around. Mm -hmm. We had to stop. We -hmm. had to really look at ourselves and our relationships, our life choices. And I think it created almost like this amazing filtration process and things that maybe weren't as important or things that we thought were really important, but maybe when they were gone and we didn't miss them, we realized, you know what? I didn't need all that. And here are the things that are 
sacred to me. Here are the things that I, I won't skimp on ever again, because now I know what it is to have this limited perspective in a good way. Um, so it can be very refining this past year. Now, of course, everyone's yeah. ready to kind of stretch and come out of the cave a little bit mm-hmm. and re-enter what would be normal life, but I don't know that it, normal equals same. I think That's we've all changed. New. But you I know, what came to me as you were saying that was a really great exercise to go through would be list those things for which you're grateful from the past year mm-hmm. and then start to focus on those things, bring more of those about. Mm-hmm. Or be mm-hmm. really mindful about the things you add back in when... Right. If I don't think that I think it's going to be a slow reopening of life, so I don't mm-hmm. think it'll be like when the gates open and we all run forward. But we kind of thought that when it was, you know, okay, now it's 2021. Ready? Yeah, right. right. It's like, <laughs> okay, not quite. Um, but I think we're going to, if if we are very mindful about what we choose to add back in, that rather than just accepting the whole pile of everything back on, I think that would be probably really healthy for everybody. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. There, I have noticed with little things that start to happen again, like my kids going back to school or, you know, the office opening up a little bit more, that sort of stuff. You know, those weeks I could definitely feel the energy shift and having to remind myself to be careful as things are coming back in, to not go back mm-hmm. to the craziness that was before, to try and keep some of the peace and calm that I was able to find mm-hmm. over staying home, staying put, you know? Yeah. So I think too, the, some of us, the way that we hunkered down with people close to us that we love, we wouldn't have had that time anyway. There would have been no other way to have, I mean, my kids scattered away at college and all back. Like you don't get that again after they leave the nest. And so taking that opportunity to really enjoy it instead of, the whole time wishing it away. I think we're going to look back fondly on some of the, the aspects of this past crazy year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were some special moments there. Mm-hmm. So let's talk for a minute to leave everyone with maybe some in things they can go in today with. They're about to be presented with a lot of different speakers, a lot of different opportunities, um, maybe some of you out there are very experienced retreat goers, and maybe some have never heard a speak, speaker like this before. Do you have any tips to give everyone going into today? How can you make the most out of a day like today? I think maybe being open, because maybe the things that you thought would resonate with you the most, you might be surprised if you're mm-hmm. open to that. And I also think pacing yourself. Right. So I think that's really important. We talk about that going forward into life after COVID, but I think also pacing yourself at a retreat or um, another experience so that you can really savor certain moments and let things that are important for you sink in and the things that maybe aren't as relevant to you, you can let them slide and be mindful and choosing that way. I think that's great advice and have fun. Yeah, have fun. (laughs) Most of all, have fun. Definitely have fun. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much, Kristen, for joining us and being a part of this and, you know, really giving some great advice for people and how to embody these three things, mind, body, and soul, and how you do that. 
uh, so well. Yeah. So and make sure you check out Kristen's articles in mm-hmm. Tribeza and on the website for Nourish. You can find out through the links how to get in touch with her if you'd like to connect with her um, on a more personal way or more personal basis. Thank you for listening to Imbibe Live Conversations. For more information and to join our community, be sure to check out our website at imbibelive.com. We look forward to sharing with you.